<laughs> oh, I can't laugh too much. Oh, I know, because our government's failing ah. us and we're all getting unwell. Ah. <laughs> That's the joke this week, folks. Ah. The government. Um, yeah, the apply government. it to whichever country you're in, because sod's law, none of them are doing right by you. Uh, right at this moment. Uh, yes, it's going to be one of those episodes, folks. Welcome back to the big damn political bullshit rant. Um, yeah, if you if you are offended by this, then you're probably the sort of person who tells us not to get offended by the things we're upset about. Yeah, Go piss off. Anyway, hi everybody. Welcome back to another fine edition of Your Friend and Ours, The Big Damn Cast. <laughs> Nerdy news, geeky gossip... All the stuff that's fit to occupy your time and the brief spans, respite, if you will, pauses between the rest of the world hitting you with the shit it's flinging. The world is an ape flinging its shit, and we are all the fans greatly accepting that steamy brown load, or green load, depends on the diet, right in our swirling faces. You've, um, you've got a fixation there, boy. <laughs> the question is, which is the fetish? Ah, is it is it the feces, the chimpanzees, or the fans? Z's. <laughs> the fans. That's the question. Which one gets me a throbbing? Well, what I'll tell about... you what gets me a throbbing? Seeing your face. Oh, I am hi. Uh, Christopher. Uh, uh, Sixteen hours worth of paracetamol breaks so far, Johnson. Uh, I'm 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 Matthew. Barely. I'm barely Matthew. You barely mate you. Yeah. Um. You. You're. You're not. Well, you're not well, boy. Oh yeah. You're not well, boy. I'm okay. Uh, I'm uh, under the weather. Um. Under the sea. Both. Both me and Keeks have taken COVID tests just to be on the safe side, but we figure we've just got a bit of bad cold. Uh, but, but you've done the right thing. You've done the right thing in today's yeah. day and age. That's that's that's. It's why I bring it up, not because I want to terrify everybody about the no. future of Mayhew. Don't worry, we've got this uh, other guy called Flappy that we're willing to try out if things uh, go wrong. Uh, um, <laughs> if Matt needs a break, but, don't uh, let him out of the box. <laughs> don't let him out of his dirty, dirty box. Don't feed him after midnight. Um, <laughs> don't. Make him unhappy. Um, but mostly just because I wanted to let everybody know that that's what you're supposed to do right now, folks. You feel a bit Yeah. Get a freaking COVID test. How easy was it? It was super easy. You just go onto the gov.uk website and say, I want a COVID test. And it's like, okay, give us some details. Do you want to go to a, a, a test center or do you want to get a postal test? I got a postal test because I don't want to go. I, I want to have as little contact with the people as possible. Mm-hmm. And they send it to you the next day, and then you... Do you piss into a glass? You don't piss into a glass. Oh. You get a cotton swab, and you stick it right to the back of your throat, and you rub your tonsils. And then you take the same swab, and you stick it right up your nose, Mm. until you feel resistance. And then you drop it, and then you drop it in a pot of preservative fluid, put that in a bag, (laughs) put that in another bag that's sealed, put that in the box that they send you, and then put it in the post box. Boom. Done. But you got to put it in a priority post box, so you need to check what's the nearest post box is to you, because it's got to oh, right. it's got to get picked up the same day you post it. Yeah. So because so it's all about you, it, you can't be getting... taking that test at like eight p.m. Then you need to be doing no, it no. in the day so that it no. gets picked the thick. We ape, we ape. got the test about half one in the afternoon. We took it 
and posted it by 2 p.m. That's how quick nice. it is. Like, it's not... It's a good job you two live in a post box, really. Yeah, That's yeah. Good... Well, I, I ran out to the nearest post box because, thankfully, the nearest post box to me is fairly... It's a fairly straight Priority. shot from my house to the post box and not having to... <laughs> not having to interact with anyone. And also, when I go out, I wear a mask because I'm considerate. Sensible. I I I I feel like I I've learned a bit more about your um experiences as as Mayhew woes you. Oh um, tell me tell me about my I feel like I can relate I can relate to you more now than I ever have done before. Why? Um what's happened? In, I mean we've known each other for oof, going on nearly 13 years. So we, many years. We've known each other. And yet only in this past sort of week have I realized what it's like when you have to put stuff on your mouth and chin? Because uh, <laughs> it's really annoying having facial hair and having to wear a mask. <laughs> it's really annoying. Do you think I'm, about... I'm not sporting like any any gargantuan like tufts I've, of I've got a of, big old of, of Thor Odinson like Thor Odinson like um you know river face fuzz but I just you know I've got a couple of inches of solid growth here and I've got a bit of beard as well so you do <laughs> get in yeah. it's like well, um I... yeah you got a little bit going on it's like a moisture got... trap I'm, I'm, yeah exactly I I feel like I'm at the stage where like I can st- I wouldn't get soup stuck in it but I would have to go oh there's a bit of soup there and just sort of brush it off just Little, little brush, little that's, brush. That's, wouldn't that's stay in get, there for days, but you know that's getting soup stuck in it, mate. All right, yeah. Well, yeah. Then, no, well, okay. Let me read it. Whether you notice or long. not, it's not the. It's not <laughs> the soup's there for about two seconds. I wouldn't like. What I'm saying is, it's not thick enough that after like two hours, the soup would still be sat there. The soup would have found an escape route in two hours because it'd be like, "This is pissed thin, lads." You've not. Uh, it would have. It would have found its way out of my mustache. But you've point. not lived until you wake up in the morning and you've still got toothpaste in your beard from when you brushed your teeth last night, oh, and you didn't damn. even notice. I'm and then, forward to that stage. and then you, you wash it out, and then your beard's all minty for a few minutes. Well, I say I'm looking forward to that stage. I've got, got some on-camera work. I've got some on-camera work for kids' TV stuff about a month from now. Oh yeah, you need to shave for, that, or you're going to be putting a register somewhere. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm at the stage now where it's like it's starting to it's starting to boof outward. Hi everybody, welcome to this pop culture podcast. It's starting to you know what you're listening to. More. Yeah. The, oh god. By episode two, if you're here, episode two hundred and seventeen, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? You've just woken up. Yeah. Um, I it's it's starting to boof outwards of my face a little bit more now, boof. Um, and and I can feel you know you sort of hit barriers when nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, then suddenly oh shoot it started growing oh that's weird you know like, sometimes it happens with hair and stuff like you just kind of like when you first get it your hair cut down and it's really short for a couple of days then it starts to grow a bit and then it sort of stays at the same place for a couple months and then goes boom and starts to like grow and spiral and tendril out well I'm wondering with a month to go. Do I give it another couple of weeks and see what happens? Or do I just bite the bullet and shave now? Give it. So that my face is completely baby smooth by the time I'm on camera. Give it till two days before you go on camera. Because if you're shaving and you're going to go on camera, you want to give it a day to, for your skin to sort of settle in afterwards. True. So give it till to, two days before you go on camera. I also have to debate whether or not to chop them off. Because... I, I've grown incredibly accustomed now to ponytailing my hair above my head. 
Um, shave it all off. Shaving the sides and the back. No, I don't want to shave it all off. I have a, I have, shave a, it all I have off. an egg-shaped head. Everyone like has an the... egg-shaped head. Heads no, are shaped but... like eggs, Chris. No, but like That's... specifically with the rounder bottom, the smaller top, and if you lick both ends of it from top to bottom, you can find out if it's got off or not. <laughs> do you do that? Do you do no. that with your eggs? No, do, who do does you know, that? Who licks their eggs? So if 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 you've got if you put your eggs in the fridge door and you've not got the box anymore and you you you're just a bit unsure. Oh God, hang on, how long have they been in there for? You can find out if they're still good to use by literally just touching your tongue to the north pole of the egg and the south pole of the egg. If the uh, north pole is cold or less than than um, so less than room temperature and the other end feels warm on the tip of your tongue, then the egg is still fresh and edible. That is true housewife tale of old facts. You know what the easiest way to tell is? You crack the egg into a cup and you give it a sniff. Yeah, but my way risks you... uh, My way removes the risk of you having to encounter dirt egg. Dirt (laughs) sniff egg. Bad eggs. Your version means you have to... Like, you've got to wash at least a cup. You've got to scoop that stuff out into your food waste bin, and then your food waste bin stinks. Yesterday, I got rid of two eggs. Food into waste our big bins bin. stink because it's food waste. Yesterday, I got it's into our rotting pink food. Bin. What do you expect? We had so two people eggs. go into toilets and complain that they smell of piss. We had two <laughs> eggs that been in the fridge a few weeks, and the bottom wasn't warm anymore. And I was like, right, okay. So I opened the bin, and there's like grass and bread and cat litter in our pink lid bin. <laughs> of course, there is. <laughs> And I take I take the I take the first egg and I'm like I kind of don't want to crack these because the bin's not being collected for four days and I, I don't want to then have to like clean out the bin like you know deep clean it on Friday afternoon because some egg like m- mixed in with stuff so I throw the first egg in as gently as I can and it on the grass brilliant fantastic I'm not gonna have to clean up egg yolk from the bin this is great news so I drop the second one in next to it but it isn't next to it it lands on the first one and they both shut. <laughs> And I took that as a personal defeat. And, congratulations, and you're an idiot. I will congratulations. <laughs> Should we talk about pop culture? No, let's People not talk about pop culture. People the title going, "When the fuck are they going to talk what? about the Avengers game? What have we got like, to talk? We've got, yeah, we've got to talk about the Avengers game, and that's it. Which I haven't played. You've played the beta of, and, and I want you to grill me on it because I my thoughts will just lead into various moaning disappointments. So I think I think if you if you can laser laser uh, align your questions with the specificity of of Agent 47 walking around in a dinosaur costume at a kid's birthday party to take out the cocaine-peddling multi-billionaire father drug dealer man. Um, But, you know, with questions about the Avengers beta... You just said a lot of words... I know, but it's because I'm 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 high as fuck on paracetamol and... Paracetamol doesn't make you high. You've got no excuse. That's true. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Use painkillers responsibly, kids. Let's reiterate that now. Um, <laughs> by not using them at all. Um, so, yeah. There's a few bits, bits of news that have crept through, like dirty, dirty sniff sniffs that have, have surprised me. Yeah, tell me about um, your dirty, dirty sniff sniffs that have happened. Uh, I like roller coasters, so let's let's start on one that will take us down first. Down, <laughs> um, down, baby. Down, yeah, down the roller coaster. Let's go into the dip. We've talked in previous weeks about Bill and Ted face the music. Um, because they indeed decision. do face the music, yes. They do. They face right at it, son. Uh, they're making the smart decision of... Um, uh, first, it was postponing the release of the movie ever so slightly uh, amidst the worldwide pandemic. 
And then yeah. the announcement that it will be available on select screens in, like, you know, for the sake of states and in, in the US and stuff that have obviously managed to put a, enough of a, a lid on COVID cases and everything at the moment and mm-hmm. can do socially distanced cinema um, experiences without too much hassle and without any risks. Uh, it'll be available for them to go see on the big screen, but it would also be available on demand on the day of release, which is the 28th of August, 11 days from the day we record this podcast. So, VOD, limited cinema release. That is the US release plan. But they've now confirmed it's not the same plan for the UK. We're going to be getting it just under a month later, on September 23rd, and that's not... That's, you know, cool. Sure. Whatever. I'm not sure the internet's going to necessarily fill with Bill and Ted 3 spoilers. Like it's not gonna be one of those you know what I mean? It's not it's not like it's not like a it's not like an endgame or whatever where you know you just know people aren't gonna be able to resist and they're gonna be twats and be like, Oh my god, this happened to that happened. It's like shut up. Like, you know, people will be like, Oh yeah, it was funny, it was really funny. Like that's the extent of the responses you're gonna see is people will be like, Oh, it's really funny, I enjoyed it. Like, you're not going to be seeing, and then in Act 3, this happens, and then this character does this, and like, you're not going to get all that. So that's fine. I don't mind that. I'm sure it's not going to be spoiled for us. What has spoiled the experience for me is they've confirmed that its UK release will be a full-on theatrical release to cinemas. There is no currently planned video-on-demand release, and it will be going to UK cinemas because they assume... I guess that the UK have it on lock. Oh pandemic. yeah, definitely. We definitely have it on lock. Definitely. Do you know who I blame for this? Everyone. Chris fucking Nolan. In terms of like cinemas going, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Because by putting Tenor in a, this will definitely come out in Europe on IMAX screens on this day in late August. By committing to that, other companies going, all right, let's line up because people are going to be going back to the big screen. Let's get our films out. Let's get them out. I'm like, no. No rush, guys. I feel bad for the cinemas. I feel bad for the cinema employees. I feel bad for any. I feel bad for the future of cinema. I know we don't love going to the cinema every time, but there is something to be said about the experience of watching a movie on release with a room full of people who all want to see it and see it on a big screen. Like, I do love that. It's one of the. It's one of the simple pleasures that I have missed during this period, um, and would love to come back to. But just because it's out there now doesn't mean I'm running back to it, like anytime soon. Mm. Um, cause you know, like, sure, I could go to the cinema with a mask. Great, yeah, sure. But how do I know other people aren't going to take those fuckers off in the screen? Do you know I think, what I mean? I like, think you're it's an enclosed to. space I, thing. I you're allowed. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You're allowed to for food and drink. Like, if you're going to eat and drink concessions, they recommend that you you know take them off. But they they sort of. Nowhere asserts it. They all kindly suggest that if you are not eating or drinking, they recommend that if you are not distanced enough, like by a couple of rows, whatever, you put your mask on. That's what I mean. It's kindly suggesting. But yeah. this is the, this is the thing, though. Like deaths are down. Deaths yeah. deaths are down. So that's something to 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 celebrate straight up. But cases I are mean, going just- up again. Yeah. Well, just look at Wuhan. Yesterday, did you see that? See the no. news that broke out? So, you know, the the, the the ground zero for where the pandemic began, Um, they obviously, like, went into lockdown measures and everything 
much sooner than the rest of the world because they were dealing with it before the rest of the world were and they were like right shit we need to get in on this we need to lock it down um since may there i think since may there has been no uh surge of cases over like um 500 at a time reported in hospitals yeah they track and trace like crazy and they've kept on top of it because of course they have like a pandemic started in their city they want to try and stomp it out as quickly as possible to stop the spread to the rest of the world and save people in the city mm-hmm. but then a couple of nights ago there was a giant freaking like rave pool party thing with like five thousand party goers and they're all swimming together and, and there's dj sets and all this stuff. and i'm looking at it and i'm like i think what they're trying to do here in terms of like it, them publicizing like the, pe- the media people who worked on it in, in wuhan like publicizing it is they want to be like Hey, we're out the back of it. Isn't this great? It's like, I don't know, but to the rest of the world, it doesn't look like, here's what you guys could be having if you stuck to safety stuff. It more makes me think, God, I really hope you guys know for sure that everyone at that party doesn't have it. Like, no one at that party is showing symptoms. Because one person going there, one person being there at that thing could fuck all that hard work up that you've done to, to stave it off. New Zealand reported a couple of cases last last week after two months of no cases. Yeah. Um. So it you know it's it can re- it can re-emerge. Um. And we're still on a thousand cases a day. Yeah. So why yeah. are we fucking we, cinemas shouldn't be open? I no. I understand. No non-essential shops should be open. Yeah. It's like when they put the northwest back into lockdown they didn't really put the northwest back into lockdown because the pubs are still open all non-essential yeah. shops are still open the only difference yeah. is now that you're not allowed to go and have a cup of tea in your parents backyard you have to go and do it at a costa yeah your grandparents are in the middle of nowhere they find it hard to shop and stuff yeah uh, but you can't go visit them like but if you were to bump into each other in asda that's fine that's fine it's it's yeah oh, it's because we're still technically in that non-lockdown lockdown and we're still com- in it. companies are too craven to insist that you wear masks yeah. and take proper precautions they don't enforce the guidelines this is what i said when i um did my uh strongly worded email to to odian it's like i don't trust odian to enforce whatever guidelines that they have in place yeah yeah because they're Companies don't do that. They're terrified of, of upsetting people. Yeah. But if you thanks don't to, take th- those... Thanks to, thanks to America, every company is terrified of upsetting an individual in any way, lest they get taken to court for upsetting someone. I think that's been blown out of proportion. Um, True, if you look... but can you think of any reason as to why like these companies wouldn't just like go no this is about health and safety jog on it's not that they're they're terrified that rando number 55 is going to be like right that's it i'm getting my lawyer in on this place i'm getting my lawyer to come down here and because even even if they don't lose any cases they're going to be bothered and have to do all this shit for a few months they're not worried about getting taken to court they're worried about um losing money and losing customers that's what it is the money from those selfish bastards who don't mind spreading a pandemic so so that's what it. That's what it is. It's capitalism, guys. It doesn't work entirely. Maybe, uh, maybe start using some other instincts, folks. Maybe start using some other philosophies. So yeah, this, it, this bullshit. It really <laughs> sucks that Bill and Ted's only getting a cinema release because it means that we're we're not really going to be able to cover cinema releases 
for the next few months if we're being responsible. Yeah. And that sucks. Um, um, unless between like now and late September, they suddenly are like, here's how it's going to work. This many people and this many screens. It's appointment thingy. You have to show up at this time. There'll be no one else here. Come in this, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. Do this, do that. Here's how the other. And cases are down beyond whatever. Unless something that drastic happens within a month, we ain't seeing this. I don't think it's a. It's a. I don't think it's a coincidence that we've seen cases start rising again since the pubs and cinemas have opened. Oh, it ain't a coincidence. And yet, and yet, and yet, no spikes in the same like level. No spikes of the same level of significance after the BLM protests over the course of the initial two weeks. No. No. But everybody who was against those protests vehemently on the basis of, well, they're just going to spread the virus, has likely gone to the pub since. That's a generalization. Maybe it's bullshit. I don't know. You've seen the area we live in. You've seen the kind of people who go to the pubs nearby. There was a a lady in Big Asda yesterday who she came in and she was walking up to the... Because they've opened up all the entrances to our local big supermarket now. Yeah, like yeah. One entrance you want to filter in. Now they've one way system's gone. The staggered entry's gone. They don't, they're not yeah. taking... They're not uh, taking count of people in the thing. They're still... They're still uh, putting up thingies for... Uh, antibacterial... Um, yeah, extra hand washing and all that stuff, yeah. And they... Uh, they're still encouraging that you do scan and go rather than use the tills. Uh, where possible. I've that also means they have to have less staff on. So. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing that since. I don't know, I've been doing that since probably May. I've, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to scan and go. And it's yeah, I've mostly used scan and go. Just do my thing and then jog on. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. But uh, this they're still enforcing the masks, though. Like, again, not enforcing, but there's signs everywhere saying, wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask. A woman comes in from the top floor putting a mask on because so many people are just whacking them on in the lobby as they go from one set of automatic doors to the next she puts her mask on walks past security with a kid and then as soon as they're through the little freaking automatic like saloon doors mask next to George a mask came off she put it in her pocket it's just like what the actual fuck what the fuck like oh my you have a kid with you you have a kid who's in like his early teens like he could carry it, he could give it to you. You could give it to him. What the actual? F- I just people I don't hate care. People, people don't I hate care. People. Which is why I was delighted to find out that a good person was involved in something I have no idea about. Oh, tell um, me about this. Tell me about this. So we're millennials, which uh, means uh, nothing. Statistically, <laughs> well, yeah, but it means statistically we should be excited about Space Jam 2, now titled Space Jam, A New Legacy. Because ah. that's the only reason they're making this. Because millennials have semi-fond memories of watching it on VHS. Because people really, really like Space Jam. Space Jam is, for those who don't know, is the apex of quality cinema. No, uh, it's, it's a, a movie terrible, where... It's a Michael terrible... Jordan- a uh, cartoon yeah. basketball game for the Sega Saturn. That's what Space Jam is. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's 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 right in that it's right in that sweet spot as well where it's on like the the older consoles and creeps into like the early PlayStation stuff yeah, as well. Yeah. It's in that weird little midpoint where it was it was it was thirty six bit and on CD ROM. Um, 
it's it's a movie where Michael Jordan, former basketball star, turned baseball star, and then eventually basketball star again, uh, teams up with the Looney Tunes who live but somehow make programs in a world underneath our world and are real. Um, <laughs> team up in a basketball game for the fate of the Earth after this big creepy alien thing played by Danny DeVito's like... I want to put the Looney Tunes on my planet, and then we're gonna. I think they're like we're gonna blow up Earth and turn it into the, into like the the parking lot for the event or something. It's really stupid. And oh god! It's, it's only it's only memorable because so many kids grew up with it, um, having not owned a copy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in their house, which is a far superior version of. 2D things interact with real life things for a whole feature film. Everyone should like, own a copy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in their house. It's so good. Bugs is in it. There you go, folks. If you really want some Bugs Buddy, go get it. Uh, it's usually popular in the furry communities because of course, but specifically yeah, Lola Bunny. Yeah, because of... Um, I keep getting... You know when you keep getting those weird, like, uh, unofficial t-shirt ads on 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 facebook facebook yeah what, what are the I, ones i, didn't, I kept... didn't, even, didn't even need to hear you say the site knew exactly which which social media thing you were about to say i can't you know, they throw you this shit and force you to buy it i i, I, I keep getting like oh i don't get many more i think i've blocked them but i kept getting these these, <laughs> these ads on facebook for these unofficial t-shirts and there was two really common things that popped up one was always like sexy velma from okay. Scooby Doo, and the I'm other not sure one. Why are you complaining about this? And the other one was Lola Bunny being spanked by bugs. What the fuck? Like complete with like in the basketball uniform, but with a skirt and like white panties. I'm like, what? That's is this? super specific. That is I know, super specific. I know. But I don't know why. You know why? Would gone by Facebook. You're a millennial, so yeah, naturally I don't you like see, Space Jam, right? I don't want to. I'm not interested in bug spanking Lola. You know what I mean? I'm space not. Space Jam. I always wanted you <laughs> to spank Lola Bunny from Space Jam. Um, <laughs> if I see it again, if I see the ad again, I'll I'll screen cap it. But I, don't, I think I've blocked it now. <laughs> he says. Um, so, I'm going looking for it now. So. Space Jam, the next uh, next generation. Space Jam, the new legacy is a film that they've been talking about doing a Space Jam sequel for forever. Um, just cause. Again, it's simply because the original made a shit ton of money when it came out. That's yeah. why. And yeah. even though we are over 20 years later, execs who worked there in the 90s probably still work there and are like, this has to be made. We've mentioned it on the podcast before, like fleetingly, this is a thing that's going to happen. And that we're not fucked. <laughs> like, we love no. the Looney Tunes. Eric Bowser, the current voice of pretty much every Looney Tunes character, is a phenomenal voice actor. And if I mean, he's playing the roles, great. I'd be curious to see it, to see his work. You like, say that, but I'm not sure amazing. I do love the Looney Tunes. But I'm not gonna I'm not I, gonna I, question your love for them. I do, but I think it's because I'm I think it's because I was raised on a diet of like, you know, the goons and and um and the Marx brothers and sort of that kind of you know, uh, early early nineteen hundreds, like this humor is wacky yeah. bullshit. Like I, yeah. I, I can't help it. I look. If you said to me, you've got to pick one, like you know, Looney Tunes or Simpsons, which one are you gonna have forever and lose the other? I'd be like Looney Tunes. I'll keep Looney Tunes. Mm. Uh, I'll absolutely keep Looney Tunes. Um, unless you were telling me that it was just the first eight seasons of Simpsons and the rest were being ejected <laughs> in space, in which case I'd be like, let's negotiate further. But um, <laughs> you know, it's just. 
I, 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 lo- I love them. I don't care for Space Jam. The, the most joy I've ever got out of Space Jam is watching Rachel Bloom of uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend fame talking about her morbid fascination with Space Jam. There's a whole <laughs> video on, I think it's Belated Media on YouTube, <laughs> where she goes into it. Because it's the, it is that thing of the moment you start to unpack the world that it's set in, <laughs> crumbles into think, into dust but those dust piles contain gold but they're fool's gold and inside the fool's gold is a kinder surprise <laughs> toy of confusion like it's just it doesn't make sense and the fact that the whole movie may only have existed because michael no. jordan owed a shitload of money to the mob because the mob <laughs> killed his father when he owed them a shitload of money sure sure the timing the, <clears throat> the timing of the finance of the movie and all these other things you're like Wait, what? And that's not even starting on the whole logic of the film's plot. And oh, it's ridiculous! It is fucking ridiculous. It's just ah. Uh, but the sequel's happening. It stars LeBron James because, of course, it does. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just crying with laughter at the stupidity of oh, Space Jam. Everything's a lot. Uh, everything's a lot more right now. Okay. Everything's a lot. Everything's a lot. And Space Jam is here to save us a lot. with LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Uh, image came out this week, as you said, of him and his his kit. They've they've sneak yeah. peeked it. LeBron um, James, or as he's known in France, James the Bron. <laughs> Ah, that is the highest brow we are going to hit this week. Uh, enjoy it, folks. That was fucking great. Um, here's the reason why I'm confused. Somebody is involved in the making of this that I had no idea and has now actually made me really freaking curious. Who Who is involved in the making of this that's made you really curious? Do you know who is producing this movie? This sequel no. to a 90s cult classic terrible movie that is only oh, famous man. because kids owned it on video uh, mel brooks oh no see if, <laughs> now that would be that would be an assertion of quality of some kind because i'll be like wow he's obviously found an angle here let's do this no do you know who produced this not only produced it but used his clout as a producer for another film to get the ball rolling on this one the basket you mean the ball bouncing is a basketball film yeah oh yeah to get the ball bouncing <laughs> ryan fucking coogler Ryan Creed Black Panther Coogler is producing this movie, but not just that. He's co-written it. Ryan. That's perfect. Bloody Coogler. Ryan, this guy knows what the hell he's doing, Coogler. That is what you do with that Marvel money. You, uh... That's what you do with that Marvel movie. You turn around and you go, do you know what the world needs? <laughs> Another Fruitvale Station? Nope. Space Jam 2. Space Jam Space a new Electric legacy. Boogaloo. That's, that's what you do. You make Black Panther, you make a shit ton of money, and then you go to Warner Brothers and you go, hey, you know what? You know what we should do? We should make Space Jam a new legacy. But think about this. Please think it. about this, right? I am so thinking about the, it. The Fruitvale Station was what the film that sort of got everyone got everyone's attention. Right? Yeah, I believe so. Then he makes Creed, which is a big ask because people want more Rocky, but there's no point doing more Rocky because it's pointless doing more Rocky. 
So you soft reboot the Rocky franchise by making a different protagonist the lead and tying it in. Like Creed is the is the Force Awakens of Rocky. It's like here's how we do more of this, but not just repeating everything yeah. we did exactly with the same people. Yeah, he I really Creed. like I really like Creed and Creed Two for that matter. It's great. Well, I think it's great. He then does Black Panther, which is great. He doesn't have time to do Creed 2 as no. director. He's no, only no. the executive producer on Creed 2. And this is where though. this is where my morbid fascination with this movie is beginning because yes, he was directing Black Panther, but for the majority of 2018, they would have been in post on Black Panther. They would have finished shooting that in early to mid 2017, as is the way with the turnaround on special effects movies. Yeah. Creed 2 is not a heavy special effects movie. Creed 2 would likely have been shot mid-2017 at the earliest, finishing probably early 2018 in principal photography. Because mm-hmm. films like Creed 2 take about three months turnaround post-production. <clears throat> they sometimes give it longer, but usually takes about that long. So, that means if he wasn't available to shoot Creed 2, it's because he took a bit of a break after Black Panther, and then would have begun working on his next project. Space Jam and New Legacy is going to feature a shitload of CGI and hand-drawn animation. When you do a lot of that in a movie, especially with a movie that's live-action, you need to shoot that live-action after at least a year of, at least a year of pre-production to figure out yeah, how it's all yeah. going to work. And then you need to give the film a shitload of time while you get the animation started, because that's the stuff that takes the longest to do. Meaning, Ryan Coogler of Fruitvale Station, Creed, and Black Panther fame probably didn't direct Creed 2, because he was busy <laughs> starting work on Space Jam. A, a new, new legacy. legacy. I love it. Just think about how much he clearly wants to do this. He didn't do that's Creed 2. That's amazing. But he's doing Space Jam. You know what's not amazing though, Chris? Oh, the cursed image. I found the cursed image that I was telling you oh, about. No. no, you didn't. You fucking didn't. You found it. Was it in your? Was it in your search history? No, I had to. I had to Google it. <laughs> I had to Google Lola Bunny T-shirt. And, and when that didn't work, you had to is, add the words. This is not an uncommon result. This oh, is the Jesus. first page result from Amazon.com. Why? Uh, Okay, folks, just so you know, Lola Bunny is butt naked with her panties around her thighs. But there are several other questions I have about this image. One, why is she wearing panties? She doesn't wear panties in the films. She's a naked cartoon bunny rabbit. Two, why don't her panties have a hole in them for her fluffy tail to stick out when she's wearing them? There's a slightly safer work version is like the third result. Oh, on, they're in on the page. Uh, three. Why does Bugs look so like disgustingly proud of himself in that picture? I four, don't know. There's four, men's and women's versions. Four. Why did I where, used to get Facebook ads for this? Four. Where are the back legs of the chair? The chair doesn't have back legs. They're behind Lola Bunny's legs. No, her legs aren't that thick with two C's. Where are the legs of the chair? I know my final question. My final question, as someone who watched Space Jam when he was a kid, question five: Why isn't it Lola spanking (laughs) bugs? 
Why isn't it Lola spanking bugs? It She's should be. definitely a top. <laughs> it should be. I'm going to have to do some Googling after this. Uh, no, I don't think you do. For research, D- you know. This research. is this is what you get when you Google it. <laughs> Damn, you get things all right. Like this. That's but a thick Lola bunny. That is a you, thick Lola bunny. You also get things like this. So, you know... I mean, I get that, weirdly, like, it's going to inevitably be a Halloween costume. It's just weird that it's, like, 20-odd years later, meaning the people wearing that at Halloween parties either were too young to even watch the damn thing when it came out, or are, like, in their early 30s and think that dressing up as Lola Bunny for Halloween's a good idea. Uh, So we're dressing up as Lola Bunny for Halloween, right? No. Oh, shit biscuits. Yeah, I'm going to dress up... Like Lola Bunny at Halloween, and you can be bugs and spank my bottom red raw. But socially distanced. Socially so like, distanced, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. have a long pole with a paddle shaped like Bugs's gloved hand. Socially distanced Halloween. Um, from one awful thing to another, Christopher, <laughs> you played the Avengers beta this weekend. I did. I, I didn't, did. and I didn't watch the stream. So tell me, tell me, Don Miguel, tell me <laughs> of the <laughs> Avengers beta. First of all, what did the beta give you access to? Uh, so I, I got hold of the beta code. There was an open beta period this weekend for just gone for PS4 users. Did you? I got the did you have to code? Did you have to pre-order it? I pre-ordered the game because yeah. I'd, I'd made the decision after the previous trailers that I'm going to give this a go. I, I love my superhero media. I look back at my game collection and so much of it is third-person action-adventure superhero stuff, and I, I dig it. And recently on stream, I've been replaying Arkham Knight and Spider-Man a couple months ago, and I'm like, you know what? This game hasn't been screaming by me at me, but the latest trailers made me go, mm, I'm interested in the story. If a game like, started so screaming, buy me at me, I would not buy it. I would burn it. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, Satan, you have invaded my console. Satan is in the game. <laughs> ah! I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, I, it, weirdly, it was the it was the Modoc and Kamala Khan stuff in the latest trailer that made me go, okay, I want to see how weird they go with Modoc. I want to see if they do Modoc justice. I want to see it. <laughs> And I wanna, I wanna play as Kamala Khan. I really enjoy Ms. Marvel as a character. I think she's great. I love her to bits. And seeing her depicted, uh, the voice actress, she's brilliant. She's so good in the role. Um, yeah. So I was like, I'm interested. So I pre-ordered the bugger because I thought I'll either pre-order it now or I'll end up having to find it on PS5 in the new year when that version comes out, and it'll be like twenty quid more. Are you gonna buy a now. PS5 though? I am. I am. At launch. Probably not at launch because I'm freelance, but um, put, I'm putting aside. I'm already putting aside for a PS5. Um, they, haven't announced, miles. they haven't announced pricing miles. yet, so. I know, but I'm, I'm, I assuming, dread I'm to assuming think, in the man. wheelhouse of um, of 350 to 450 for the hardware, uh, hardwareless version, 450 to 500 for the, for the disk drive version. I'm, yeah, that's that what sounds... I'm assuming. Uh, and that's with two controllers. I always, I always want to. I always get two on launch for a console because I want to take advantage of playing like with other people immediately. You can um, only do that on the internet. Something couch co. Well, that's the thing. You were saying this game. What does it give you? Um. Yeah. What What does the beta give you? We got a actual actual content. The beginning of the beta 
yeah. is a five-minute sequence where you have to get your freaking login code from the uh, Square Enix website. Uh, that was exciting. Uh, I really enjoyed oh, that. That was, that was a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, considering I'd already done it all, and then I started the beta demo dem- uh, play demonstration, and I was like, there's still shit missing here. Why Why does it still want me to give it this? I thought I'd done it all. What is this shit? And then me and I didn't do any of five it. minutes for a code to get emailed to me to confirm the finality of entering in. What Confer- it gives you the is... The finality, like it's a death sentence. Ah, you've entered... You've entered the Avengers beta. Abandon all hope you enter here. Bad luck, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> it, it starts with... Oh, God. It starts with... One thing. I don't know why. It, starts it doesn't with even the... matter how hard you try. It still sucks. <laughs> oh, God. It is, it's It's not fun, but we'll get into it. It uh, starts with some of the prologue. So we know the plot of the game is on a, uh, a celebration of the Avengers and a day where like San Francisco's like receiving some Stark tech stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's literally just a, Avengers, yay, they're great. Uh, also attended by young Kamala Khan and her father. Um uh a terrorist attack happens on that day uh the scientist who's working with tony on studying the terrigen crystals uh is like someone's trying to get into our system we've got to get this stuff transported so they're transporting the terrigen crystals within stark industries uh uh, uh you know care from one place to another and the convoy gets attacked with stark tech weaponry and, and technology with a terrorist group led by the taskmaster um and basically, the Avengers are like, oh, shit, well, we're all here. Let's spring into action. Uh, stuff's going on on, the, on a helicarrier <laughs> called the Chimera. Uh, so Cap is fighting bad guys on the Chimera, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Um, and the head aim scientist dude is is on there as well. The guy working with Tony, and he's, he's you know, this and the other. Uh, and then stuff is set off, and bombs go off in San Francisco, like destroying whole sections of the city. And the bridge is destroyed, and the Terrigen crystals are blown up in the explosion and releasing the Terrigen mists into oh. San Francisco. What about what about the creators of the crystals, Terrence and Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! Um, so... I've been sitting on that for three minutes. Jesus! Oh God! <laughs> I was it awful. Was, you should be proud. It was like sitting on an egg. Oh God! So, so, so already we're in the God. They're really trying to push the Inhumans on us, aren't they? Territory, but as as a plot in an Avengers thing, I'm all for that because at least this way they are introducing to the wider pop culture world who may not be as familiar with the Inhumans really mm. like here's the concept of it. Here's what it is. Here's how it happens. But also in a story featuring characters you know and yeah. also our protagonist and still the the main reason why i'm sort of i'm hopeful for the campaign uh kamala khan yeah who of i course, mean she, after, she is, after, after time starts to exhibit superpowers. she is she is an inhuman so unless you want to change the origin round to sort of simplify it you need to do inhuman stuff mm. I mean, I mists the, and all that crap i think the human yeah it's a relatively straightforward concept to grasp, isn't it, to the outsider. You breathe this stuff in and you get superpowers. Yeah, there's um, nothing there's nothing like inherently bad about the concept of the inhumans. It's just that no one's ever 
in 40 odd years made them interesting yeah it's, it's the, the most interesting the most interesting <laughs> thing about them has always been the idea of them in their own kingdom and yeah. like you know the fantastic four's interaction with them in particular is like sort of the most significant and interesting one and but as someone who's read and there's some great characters issues in there. there's of some fantastic great characters four, let me yeah. tell you they're still not interesting even when they turn up in fantastic four <laughs> you turn up, they turn up in fantastic four and you go oh fuck it's another inhumans issue they need to be approached uh, by someone who looks at them as a fantasy novel. Like, I think that's the best way to do it. Like, just because of how mythic they can be. Especially, the we're talking about the core Inhumans, like, you know, the kingdom with Black Bolt and... and the royal Lisa, family, basically. Yeah, and, and Crystal and, and, and everything. Like, those guys... I don't think those guys are in, in this game. This game is... This game's good. spinning out of, um, I guess, inhumanity. And, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. what was the story... What was the, what was the crossover event that triggered the the Terrigen thing that started in humanity was it infinite was it the end of infinity yeah. yeah so so they're kind of they're kind of ad- adapting that but that's not the only storyline they're obviously adapting and we'll get into that so captain america dies when the chimera the helicarrier is blown up and oh no he's dead <laughs> tony tony's collaborator uh, is incredibly coy about the events uh, on the helicarrier because he managed to get off of it before Cap died, but he's sort of like, well, he must have, he must, surely must have died in the explosion. And this and they're like, blah, blah blah blah, and you realise because the game then cuts forward five years, and then the beta it's explained to us. Sorry, one second. There's a weird noise outside the door. I think my window cleaners might have arrived four hours later than usual. They ain't getting hey. paid today. I'm in the back room busy. They'll get paid in a fortnight when they show up then. Um, so. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, this guy, five years later, because it skips forward five years with a caption, is now in charge of AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, which no. has absorbed and overtaken Stark Industries. Sure. And, uh, they are prevent- they're, pre- they're preventing any future disasters by like, having security bots and drones everywhere, new cameras, new, like, laser technologies. Superheroes are illegal. And as a result, none have been seen publicly for at least five years. <sighs> and the plot is Kamala Khan gets wind of a supposed cure for the inhuman condition, which has killed thousands in the testing stages and it's being kept quiet from the public. I've been looking so, for a cure for the inhuman condition for years. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> God. <laughs> Because he's just a big, lovable bulldog who can teleport. <laughs> but he's, uh, you know, so she's 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 trying to find out more, and she realizes the only way we're going to get this done because she's a pro- from based on the last story trailer, she's approached by the aim scientist who, at this point, he's wearing like a tech thing around his head, and his head is start his cranium is starting to grow. Oh, he's a mental and organism designed only he- for knowledge, <laughs> designed only for microtransaction. Designed. He's, only- he's Modom. Um, but he's he he, she knows some dodgy shit's going on because they try to get hold of her so she's like the only person or people who can fix this are the avengers i've got to find them so the story is kamala khan is trying to get the avengers back together and she's first approached by and we learn this in a caption um bruce banner who is riding around in an rv and like finds her and gives her a lift back to his base, which is the Chimera, the crashed helicarrier. Like, he's living in the helicarrier. Um, 
they go to a in the demo we then go to an, an aim plant like a hidden aim plant and we explore xyz and then uh we find out that the experiment's continuing but not only that they're trying to channel the terrigen mist into some form of super weapon because video games and you learn that some villains are tied in with it like some villains are working with aim to continue this this thing which, like they're in which their employ. villains which villains well taskmaster for the assault yeah, but the one who the and that's that's a boss battle, and then the one that we get to deal with in the five year time skip is abomination. Um, yeah, inside a big lab, and uh, big lad so in a big he's lab. in it. Big lad in a big lab. He's in it, and we fight him. And then the sort of story portion of the, the um, beta ends with us being like, Tony's the person we need for the next component. He's not going to listen to us. I know where he is, but he won't let us nearby. We need to go talk to him. And that's where the the, the story mission of it ends. So it's, so it's in terms of story... more than a few story beats from Endgame. Well, let's talk, let's talk story before we move on to the next portion of the beta. Yeah. So, Watchmen, Incredibles, Civil War, uh, Endgame... We've uh, we've we've done this. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've, seen we've it. fucking seen we've it. Seen it. I hate when they take property that's known and it's their first go at a new medium, and the first story they think to do is they're broken up. We <laughs> gotta get them back together. No, show us why they're fucking great in the first place. Yeah. This game opens with an event where everyone's celebrating the Avengers, and then they fail and people die. I don't want to get that lot back together. No, Look what they happened failed. the last time they were faced with a challenge. They failed. What a load of bollocks. But they're assuming that you, the people, like, <laughs> know it's the Avengers, so you know, oh, they were bested that day. No, fuck off. Fuck off. This should not be the first story. I'm sick of it. I'm so fucking sick of it. We will Even take kid, the Avengers and return them to you, the people. The people. But like, as a kid, I watched Scooby-Doo the movie, the first live-action one. That's the plot of Scooby-Doo the movie. They have a fallout at the end of a mission thing. They get pissed off at each other. They bugger off. We time-skip several like, years, and then someone's got to get the band back together. To it, yeah, it's, just like, it's like a no. standard story template for when you take something from one medium and adapt it into another. Like, <sighs> I'm so bored of it. I'm bored of it. It's like the liar-revealed story trope. I'm bored of that. There are certain stories where you just go, I'm done with that. I'm done with that now. Do we have to do it or again? At least, or at I'm least if it. you're going to do it, do something interesting with it. Like Make it the second it or... game. <laughs> Make it the second game. Make it the second but game. You know why they've done it. You know why they've done it. So that after five years, the cityscapes and landscapes can be transformed enough that there are sentries and robots and and, and security detail, things that they have to smash through and attack. And it's just like, or be more creative. I like, wonder, be more freaking creative. I wonder if there's going to be communications towers that you have to take over to unlock oh, there will more be. parts there of the map and levels to play in. There fucking will I be. I wonder. Now, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't bemoan all games to do that because some games do it as a as a training function for you the player to get used to your environment. Like they do I it just... so that you you learn what the environment is, you become accustomed to it. Uh, good examples include Spidey 2018, um which throws you in the deep end. You're completely blind in the first yeah. hour and a half to getting around the city until you take out the towers. And you could wait You could wait the whole game before you take them out if you wanted. And then you'll be like, oh shit, there's a lot of side missions I never did. <laughs> um, but that, like Shadow of Shadow of Mordor, 
uh, does that. The whole idea of like you get to these certain points and it, it teaches you, you know, like you, you you may not have noticed it, but your brain did. Like you'll you'll be like, oh, now I know these environments. Like I can now swing around in spite of that checking the map because I'm like, oh, I know where I am. I know whereabouts I am in which district. So that can be useful, but if this game does it, I will be so fucking pissed off, but I'll get into that. Um, Terrigen Mists in Humans, yes, they're a thing from the comics, but do you know what they are in terms of story function on a video game? MacGuffins. They're a a plague storyline. Oh. We've had a lot of that in games in recent years. (laughs) And in real life, as it turns out. Well, that too, but like just playing games of when I started uh, like my regular Twitch schedule, I made a point of trying not to play games with plagues in them for at least the first couple of months. Cause I was like, this is escapism. People watching this don't really want to see that. And then it popped up in nearly every fucking game we played Spider Man 2018, yeah. Batman Arkham City, yeah. Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, uh, there's elements of it in like Uncharted 3. Uh, it's just like, are we, is this, is this it? Is this yes. the mechanic for all games? At some point, there's a plague. At some point, there's security robots. Like, give me some variety. This nope. game ain't giving us variety. You are, Let's talk we are story playing stuff the really uni game. So, um, <laughs> playing as Kamala Khan is a joy. Her power set is one of the more fun to use. Her control scheme is great. For those who don't know, she's Ms. Marvel. She has basically stretching and super strength powers. She... She doesn't leap across like giant chasms, but her legs stretch, so she jumps a bit further than the other characters do. If there's something to cling onto, if you jump under it, she will swing from it. She'll grab it with her arm and swing she, from it. She's a bit like Mr. She's Fantastic, but good. Yeah, well, she's like Mr. Fantastic, but she's not like infinitely stretchy, this, that, and the other. She's like, she sort of has a limit to her stretching, and that kind of makes for fun combat. Like, your super move as Kamala is you just grow to like 15 feet. So her strength increases a bit and she can obviously hit more enemies in one go. But that's, that's cool. so much fun when you're like fighting a, a an alien style mech and you're doing barely any damage. You hit your super meter and you're like, right. And you click your first two front triggers. She grows and she usually lets out some kind of pithy kind of like, hello down there. Like as soon as she's done it. And you go from smacking these machines trying to get damage to kicking them once and punting them across the room. Brilliant. Like, that stuff is so much fun. She's beautifully voice acted. One of her other mini specials is called High Five. When you charge it up, you just press it and basically she just, her hand goes massive and she twats like three people across the room. Brilliant. Like, that stuff is great. Um, She's a lot of fun to play as and she's well written and beautifully performed. She acts mostly in the... uh, in the beta opposite Bruce Banner, played by Troy, uh, I know, again, Baker. Um, again? Yeah, who, like, since all the Last of Us 2 Fallout shit, I'm really soured on him and I'm trying not to be. Ooh. But it's making it easy to find holes now in that hole. You've just settled into it. Like, you're you're the best there is at what you do because they don't employ any other fuckers. <laughs> like, that's why. Um, so, yeah, but his banner's fine. Uh, you get to play as the Hulk fair bit. The Hulk versus Abomination boss fight is really fun. Yeah. Uh, I was playing on normal difficulty and it, it was one of those like up to the wire. Oh my God, I just completed it without dying. Holy shit. Like it's, that's fun. Uh, Hulk's combat can be great, but it feels like he's depowered. And I don't know if that's because you have to up your skill tree as you go. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like you're playing as the Hulk. 
it feels like you're playing as like Colossus or or Captain America in terms of like the amount of damage and wreckage you're doing. Okay. Uh, it's also hilarious that I'm not sure which character it is yet because we didn't get to play with any of them in these sorts of levels. But it's possibly Black Widow or maybe like Cap later because let's face it, they'll use him later. His, his death isn't on screen. Um, so uh, I don't know. They have given they're... him the blandest character model known to man. So oh, they might have done God. that just to get his costume. <laughs> just because it wasn't going to be on screen that much. His costume is so bad. Like, should we just do? Like a Call of Duty kind of SWAT outfit, but paint it a little bit like Captain America. Yeah, people will love that. Thanks, I hate really? it. It's just so. Thanks. But there's these little barriers everywhere that feel like sort of environments where a character would duck down to, like you know, take a moment and then fire over the top of it. Um, yeah. And you know they're around because Hulk can pretty much destroy anything in a room except those. Mm. To the point where there's even a pre-keyed animation where he just sort of does like a little leap over them, and it's like that's taking me out of it a bit. Like. I should be a tank made of flesh and fury. Like, what is going on? Um, the majority of Hulk gameplay you experience in the prologue is just parkour. Hardcore parkour. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I doing this with Hulk? This is odd. This is not Hulk, um, yeah. That's weird. In the, in the prologue, you get to play as Hulk for the first time, but you also get to play as Thor, whose control set is pretty great. You get to okay. play as him for about three minutes. And it's like, oh, is that it? Um, but he's not bad. Like every character has a range for attack. three minutes. <laughs> three, three minutes, minutes of, of four time. <laughs> if you if you hold down if you hold down the uh, the R the L two trigger you aim. If you hold down the R two trigger you fire. Yeah. And uh, so everyone has a ranged attack. Like whether it be in the case of, like Miss Marvel, just like a, a, a targeted punch mm. uh, at length, or a Black Widow, you know, firing guns. Uh, with Hulk, it's picking up rubble and throwing it. Um, Thor's ranged attack, of course, is just you, you, you start aiming, he starts twirling Mjolnir, you hit the fire button, he launches Mjolnir at an opponent. Um, Does the hammer pull his, him off? His range. <laughs> oh my god, the hammer pulled you off. His ranged attack is great because Mjolnir, for, for weaker enemies, doesn't just smack them and then come back, it smacks them and holds them against a surface. Oh, that's quite good. You have to press the range uh, range attack button again to recall Mjolnir into your hand. That's quite good. Meaning in that brief span, you're just fisticuffing with whoever's nearby. So that stuff's fun. Uh, Thor's play play style is a lot of fun. Um, The voice actor is going ham. If this were an animated style game, he would be perfect. But because they're trying to make it look realistic, it feels OTT. It's really weird. Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. they've they've decided to go for the realism look, but instead of doing what Spider Man did, where they were like, "We're going to make everyone look realistic," but the game's also going to be very bright and vibrant. They decided to go for the be... realism look, but half-assed it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well. Spy- Spider Man twenty eighteen did a great job because it was like, "We're going to make the suit look like it's a real thing," but it's also bright red and blue and white. Mm. Um, so there's enough of a disconnect that you in your head are like, "Oh, it's." It's like kids TV. Oh, it's like it's like an animated film. Oh, it's like a, it's like a musical. Like it's just that heightened reality that comes with the brighter color schemes. You know, Scorpion's outfit is all tech, but it's still big, green, bulky, shiny metal all over him. So he's yeah. still like, oh, he's still comic booky. Um, you know, like the only the only sort of realistic looking villain in 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 Marvel Spider Man is Norman Osborn, and he's not even a full on villain. He's just middle aged mayor man. <laughs> And that's the point. Like he does—he's not a super villain yet. So <laughs> he's just a whereas, craggy dude. Whereas this game's gone. 
how do we make everyone look realistic? Forgetting that we have templates for this. It's called the MCU. Yeah. And they've walked the line beautifully. The MCU costumes are like Spidey 2018. They are realistic, but vibrant. They are slightly pantomime, Evo- but yeah, not Evo- in a garish way. Evocative of the comic books without being too ostentatious. Yeah. This plays it too safe. Avengers, Marvel's Avengers by Square Enix plays it too safe. Um, Thor's got like mirrored circles on his chest, uh, like in the, the typical yeah, pattern. Yeah. And But like the detail on them is so insane that they're just distracting. They're not like, oh, wow, look at his costume. They're like, oh, Jesus, what's that on the... Oh, it's like a... <laughs> oh, oh it's like a sort of a... It's like, it's like the edge of a Roman plate or something. Like, oh, okay, oh. that's... All right. I, oh. Um, also, this game has awful hair. I know hair is not something all consoles have figured out yet, <laughs> but this has noticeably fucking dreadful hair for everyone. Like, just... The hair looks like it was made in, in the engine for a PS2 game and has been mm. slapped onto a PS4 game's character model. Hair um, is tough, I, man. Hair is tough. I tried, to use, I tried to use photo mode a couple times, and every time I was like, I'm not taking this still image, because that hair is fucking dire. Like, what is going on? No matter what filter I used, the character looked like someone had just scribbled over the top of the head before I'd taken the shot. I think, you, I think you're more sensitive about hair than most. But I take True, but, but having recently played like Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which is... A game using the programs and an engine for a game for another game earlier than it because it's just a continuation of the development process. Yeah, that was a early-ish PS4 title out in early 2016. Like Chloe mm. and Nadine, like Nadine has frizzy big hair, whether it's bunched into a tail at the back or whether it's out. Nadine's hair looks like real hair. <laughs> Like, it looks like actual hair. And that should be a difficult, like, type of hair, texture of hair to render in a game. Yeah. It looked great. Chloe's hair is simplistic video game style. Pony back, few strands here and there. But it, it looks like hair. And it's also on Claudia Black, so it gets a it gets a plus. Yeah. In that, Claudia Black is a force multiplier. But Claudia Black, like, is, is our is our rule, essentially. We started but rewatching Farscape recently, so we're she's, getting She's a, a joy, of, isn't she? We're getting she's a lot a of Claudia Black... In our eye holes. And a lot of Jim Henson's most... Uh, Jim Henson Workshop's most underappreciated creature work Oh, as well. God. They do um, some fucking wonderful weird stuff. Weird shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so, Thor's beard and hair both look like dog shite. And it's very distracting because I you can't connect with the character if you're spending all your time looking at him going, oh, that looks weird. There's the Uncanny Valley element there. Mm. Um, like... It just so that's a nitpick. Some people might be listening to me complaining about this stuff. And I say, Chris, it's just the beta. Yeah, a beta that's available to play two and a half weeks before release. Our feedback ain't going to be changing shit no. about the game we get on release because there was regular after certain missions. There was regular feedback things of a one to five, like how satisfied were you with this mission and things like that. Um, now, admittedly, this could be because this all seems to be f- footage, like the the mission, story missions footage of things we've seen since last early last summer when yeah. journalists and games console uh, events uh, started covering the game. It's likely that the story portion of this is the demo from last year, meaning that Possibly. there will have been improvements, there will have been things yeah. that have changed. Like this is a packaged uh, version of. The yeah. E3 demo they got last year for journalists and stuff. Possibly. Yeah. I wouldn't, the I wouldn't second half of the beta is where I'm really worried. Um, so so you also get to play as Iron Man a bit. 
Iron Man operates like the Bat Tank in Arkham Asylum. Arkham That's Knight, weird. I.e. like shit. Like he doesn't play well. That being said, later on when I got to play with him in the harm room, not the danger room. I don't room, like that. I don't like that at all. The harm room. I don't like which, that at all. Which is like, it's like a holographic something, something, something. Um, I got to play with him in there. And the more I got to play with him in that big open space, the more used to him I got. But he takes a bit. He takes a bit to get used to. Um, okay. Which is annoying. Because like, if you played him in the prologue, you're like, oh, oh. And then later on, you get to teach yourself, I guess. But it's like, oh, that's a shame. Because Thor, it was like, oh, I get it. All right. You get to play as Cap briefly. Cap is very... Um, Cap is Dead. basically Cap from the Captain America <laughs> Super Soldier PS3 game tie-in to the first Avenger. Which, which I never played, but apparently was fine. Fine. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 he's basically Arkham Light with, I've got with some the ranged Thor attacks. I've on Wii, but I've not played it. And I've heard, I've heard that similarly fine. Yeah, play it because it's that whole movie tie-in thing where, of course, they add a shitload of villains into it that yeah. then don't show up. Uh, th- some then do show up later in the cinematic series and they have to like pretend that never happened in the sequel game. Brilliant. <laughs> Which is always fun. Um, there's a few of them in the Captain America one. There's like Zola and Crossbones and all this. It's like, what the fuck? Um, the last era of, of the direct movie tie-in games, that really? The yeah. early 2010s? Yeah. Um, for the better. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, uh, Cap plays sort of Arkham Light, um, and he's very hands-on, obviously, and that makes sense fun to Cap. play as. Like. Widow. Widow is tied with Marvel for the best, because you have to think about what the feck you're doing. Black Widow is, of course, combat, hand-to-hand, ranged weapon with handguns, um, she has a grapple. That she can oh, use to, okay. like, if an enemy's off the ground, she whoosh, like, grab herself and pull, not pull them down, pull herself up to them and yeah, just, okay. like, mount them and start beating them up. I can so, see that. She's great. And her, her, the first boss fight in the game is Widow versus Taskmaster. That's great because you have to not only really adapt and think about what you're doing because she's not a super powered character who can just smash through stuff and fire laser beams and lightning, but also. Taskmaster adapts to your moves. For the first half of the boss fight, he's taking everything you give it, everything you you can get give to him. Yeah. So for the second, there's a pause in the middle of the fight where he makes a point of being like, "Right, got you pinned," and then all the tricks you were doing before do fuck all unless you can hit specific mm. gaps in his in his attacks. Um, once he uh, once his attacks like straighten out, like that was he, weird. He sort of, that was weird. We just did our thing then. Taskmaster's trying to hack the hack the Skype. Um, halfway oh, through attacking someone's you. trying to call me, that's why. Tell him to jog on. We're talking about a mediocre beta. Yeah. Uh, halfway through his attacks, he'll sort of like take that moment, he'll, he'll do like a flurry and then he'll be like, <sighs> like a rest moment and you literally have that short gap to get in and attack him while yeah. he's sort of just taking a moment. So that boss fight was a lot of fun because it was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, got him! Yes! Like, Widow was also then fun to play with later on. Um... I'm hopeful for the story. I'm, I'm, I hate the setup for the story, but I'm hopeful for the the story based on playing as Kamala and spending time but with her. How does it actually feel, though? I mean, I know you've talked about the individual characters, but as a yeah. as a game, how does it actually feel to play in a general sense? Like, are, well, this are is, you? This is where the second half of the beta comes in. Yeah, because that's what playing the story mode for the first like hour and a half ish or, or longer. Um, the the story stuff was fun it was your standard third person action kind of vibe 
Um, waves of enemies weren't um, overwhelming, but at the same time, they were sort of spaced out just enough that it really felt like that scale of progression up to a boss. Mm. Um, the quiet moments where it's just like Kamala and Bruce walking through the forest, getting to the Chimera before they get um, ambushed by AIM snipers. Um, like, again, fine. You know, <laughs> I joked on the stream that it was like the weirdest remake of The Last of Us I've ever played. Because you, you were just human Troy Baker and young girl Ward walking around trying not to get picked on in a forest. <laughs> just like, what? It was, it was bloody weird. Um, uh, I still think Abby might be more jacked than Hulk. Yeah. But that's because she's put the work in. She doesn't take gamma rays. Pro- probably more it, interesting the than in. the Hulk pro- at this point. Yes. Now. Ooh, right. So then the world map opened up because we, we had to get hold of one of the missions is we had to find in the AIM lab- laboratory. Uh, we had to find the old hard drive that Jarvis was kept on because they've gone that way with it. Jarvis is an AI. Um, Just Maria a really very Hill, intelligent system. Yeah, Maria Hill is looking over S.H.I.E.L.D., like, which is in hiding. Uh, Fury is involved. We see him very briefly, but he's... he's wait, 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 again, wait, 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 wait. S.H.I.E.L.D. is shielding. Yep. Oh, God. Um, we see Fury very briefly uh, on a on a pre-recording thing. The implication is he's either long long since dead or missing. Uh, Black so Fury get, or White so Fury? You know, Black Fury. Cool. Black Fury, but with salt and pepper, short hair, short back and sides. Oh, that's neat. So they've kind of combined the classic Nick Fury look with the, the more modern mm. take on Fury and, and, cool. and his more recent adapt- adaptations. Um and again, all three of the, those, you know, Fury, uh, Hill, and Jarvis, respectively, are all voice acted really well. Uh, as is Abomination, actually. Uh, not British, but also not Russian. Cowards. So, because <laughs> w- Widow, during combat, Widow will sometimes say something in Russian, like under a breath. I bet it's some kind of ter- terrible Russian swear word that we can't say in English. Yeah, but she's American accented, so it's like... Okay. Oh, that's right. Weird. And then, and then, Abomination is also American accented, and I'm like, for fuck's sake, guys! Two of the most prominent Russian characters in the comics who never get done as Russian in any extended media, except for Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two. Widow's Russian in that. Been playing that again recently, and she's bloody she's Russian. It's like, yeah, well I've been watching you play big chunks of it again recently. It's a it's, it's a better Avengers game. Going, um, I wish I still had Ultimate Alliance Two. I'll I'll shoot you away. When we're finished with, it, I'll post it through your letterbox. Be like, go yeah. on. No, I'll never get around to it. I'll never get around to um, it. Uh, right, I need to go back and play up. X-Men Legends before I even oh, think about Ultimate I think Alliance. I still have that. I think I still have that. I've got the GameCube mm. ones, so I've got Legends and Legends 2 on the GameCube. Oh my god, I'll always love Legends 2, because it was like the first ever video game where they went, we, in the Marvel Universe, we have a whole, like, Arctic jungle full of dinosaurs. Do you think maybe we should <laughs> use this? <laughs> it's like, yes. yeah! It's like yes, Savage Land played Hello, Shana, Kazar, and Sabu. This is actually <laughs> happening. Are we going to have a boss fight against Sauron? Sauron I don't the, want the, to cure cancer. The, I want to turn I people into dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Comics are fun. Anyway, yeah. um, so uh, the second half of the world map opens, and the world map is uh, essentially a preview of what the majority of the game is going to be as well as the war rooms, which is the multiplayer um, aspect of this. Because there is inherently some fun in the idea of two to six people, or it's four people in the war rooms in the in the, the, the beta, but mm. two to six people each taking a different role of an Avenger in a group 
and working together on a mission playing online like that is kind of fun um i didn't do any online portion because i just wanted to like get used to the war rooms as is i was like let's see how this works because then it's you and the ai and you can select four characters so you play as one and the other three are your ai so i gave the four characters they give you for this at this point are widow hulk miss marvel and iron man can so you i cycled switch? through all of them you can't switch mid-mission which Boo. is a big letdown, but I kind of get it because they're, they're you're meant to play the war rooms online, like they're meant to be more of a multiplayer thing. So then they're letting you know that you pick one person, that's who you're playing as, hmm. and it's like okay, and you can re- there's a lot of customization for the characters. You can really play with the skill trees and the, and the the gear that they get to wear and change their power levels and put more. It's like Miss Marvel, you could put more into like her stretching powers and her range rather than her immediate strength, or you know, like Widow, you can focus more on her firepower so that if you want to do ranged attacks, your gunfire could be a lot more powerful than say your hand to hand combat. You know, you can play around with that sort of stuff, but um it would have been nice i agree it would have been nice on the 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 non-multiplayer war room scenarios to be able to switch between the present characters but i get it because it's 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 trying to get it out of your head if you go into multiplayer you're not gonna be able to do that so knuckle down customize your character make them the best version of that character you can be and get into the fight um The War Rooms are a Mass Effect style feature where apparently in the campaign there will be sections where you consult the war table, the war map, and you pick which mission you're going to go on. Like, you know, so it's it's, it's, because it's not it's not an open world game. It's it's linear, but the locations are still quite big. Um, So at one point we were in a tundra and it went on for fucking forever. And I didn't find I didn't find an invisible wall in my exploration. So that's interesting. But it's, you know, it's it's. It was like, okay, sure. All right, what have we got here? We've got an AIM facility in New York. So we have to get on the ex- exterior of the building. We have to take out security forces outside the building. And then we need to get in. And then we need to deal with this, that, and the other and destroy this computer bank. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Uh, oh, there's no one on the streets, I guess, because it's security bots everywhere. Okay, sure. That's your workaround. Um, oh, right, we fought them. Oh, let's get in the building. Oh, this is shiny office corridors. Okay. Oh, we blew up the thing, and that's it. Okay. Oh, we've got an aim facility in the middle of the jungle. Oh, shit. Okay, let's go. Okay. Yep, yeah, we're definitely in the jungle. Yep. Okay, we fought some enemies outside, and we're going. Yep, these are shiny office corridors. Yep, we blew up the <laughs> thing. Okay, well, we've got uh, we've got a, a protect the computer bank thing where we have to like get Jarvis into three separate systems and keep the enemies from getting to them. Uh, where's this? Oh, right, it's in uh, South America. It's in... Okay, brilliant, let's go. We'll do that. Fantastic. Um, oh, look, we're outside. Now we're in. Oh, shiny office corridors. Oh, we fight the enemies and stand by the computer. Every fucking war room is exactly the yeah. same. Yeah, okay. I played 20 war rooms. They are exactly the fucking same. Well, that's There is exciting. no variety. There are like three enemy types, ranged ones who teleport, ones who get right up to you, slightly bigger ones who sometimes have shields, and big mech ones. They all play the same. They're all affected the same. Um, the AI swarms you. It does not... Uh, take up strategic positioning except for the teleport your range guys yeah uh but even then once you start attacking them they teleport to you so it's like okay um 
the environments are exactly the same. I'm not kidding when I say 12 out of the 20, 12 of the interior sections with the same corridors, same computer banks, same AIM logo, same couches in the reception. They were the exact same everywhere. You power up your health and collect bonus points to power up your gear by smashing crates. Because, you know, we want to be super realistic, but there's also crates you can sure, smash everywhere. Sure. Pick one! Fucking pick one! You are either a super realistic or you go a bit cartoony and video gamey, which would have benefited this so much. Sounds like it. Oh my god. I just... This was the most monotonous shit. And it was one of those where I was like on stream going, I'm going to try and get them all done. In yeah. the end, I didn't do the final harm room uh, scenario, which apparently means I've missed out on a specific uh, decal and costume bonus. Oh, I no. couldn't give a shit. The costumes, <laughs> oh my god, the cost. Do you know? Remember how much they put into the costumes with the previews toward the end of last year and start of this year of like, look at all the cost, all the costumes, all the comic book costumes, this and the other. Yeah, the comic book costumes are about like four or five of the ones you can unlock per character. Yeah. The other twenty are just slight color variations of what you're wearing. <laughs> Ah, yes, we have the comic book selection of costumes and we have the rejected design selection of costumes. <laughs> Iron Man, here's uh, it's a legendary armor and you've got to unlock it and it gives you all these power-ups. Oh my God, what is it? Well, it's just the armor you're wearing, but it's it's in Rescue's colors. Oh. Okay. okay. Hulk, oh my God. Yeah, there's a Hulk. You've unlo I unlocked a new Hulk costume. Like Hulk in the majority of the playthrough for me was based on where he was in the story. So he's got a beard, he's got shaggy hair... And he's wearing uh, grey pants and a purple shirt. So when he transformed, the grey pants are all ripped up. And he's got like remnants of the purple shirt, like cuffs around his wrists. Okay. And and it's like, okay, that's a look for Hulk, sure. I unlocked one other costume for him during my playthrough. And that costume for him was like savage uh, something. And it gave you this and this if you wear it. Like these buffers. Yep. I was on like, these boosts. I was like, that's great. It was the exact same look, but his skin was a slightly lighter green. So there's not even fun in customization, visual customization. No, it just sounds like colors palette swaps. Yeah, I I I hate bringing it up all the time, but it is the only immediate comparison I can think of that that is fair in terms of creating a third person superhero experience, and that is Spider Man 2018. The variety of outfits in that game, the different things that come with them that you can then swap and swap and change whatever you're wearing. You could play just in the sandbox of that, not doing missions, not doing any combat stuff. You could play for about 30 hours just using the var the variety and fun of the different costumes and the moves. Yeah. And going, oh, let's see what I can do with this. Oh my God, let's see what I can do with this one. Well, there's oh a God, reason so you keep going back to that like game even though you've platinumed it. Like, Yeah. Like I, My regular like, it's sort fun of to swing play. shift streams is just because, yeah. hey, let's go and swing around New York and fight petty criminals dressed in different outfits. This is fun. Yeah. Even Arkham Knight, which is dour as fuck, like, you know, the different costume selection, and once you've completed the main story, you don't need the tank anymore. I'm going to pick the 66 Batmobile in the Adam West costume. Yeah, I, I don't Let's think drive around Arkham, uh, drive around Gotham. I think with all the Batman games, as soon as I've got the option to use a different costume, I've used a different costume. <laughs> Again, because like, they're, they're more fun to look at, they're more visually yeah. interesting. Oh, uh, uh, brief Batman news. Warner's Montreal are teasing more about a uh, uh, Court of Owls related Batman title and the world part of the world map leaked this week. Uh, and it trended Whoa. at the exact same time that it was revealed that Rocksteady have allowed several cases of sexual harassment to go on under their roof for the last few years. 
Yay. So, new Batman title teaser announcement by the company now working on a Batman game. Overshadowed by scumbag behaviour at the original Batman people. Who were, of course, trying to generate good publicity for their upcoming Suicide Squad game right now. You but now I'm it, like, hmm, you guys are dicks. Mm. So that's fun. DC Fandom next week. Will we cover it? Yeah, no. probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no. Probably. Will uh, Warner Brothers cover the salaries for at least six months of all the people they just dropped out of nowhere? Probably not. Um, but hey, give Snyder another 40 million to fucking do storyboards for his streaming project. Anyway, the point yeah. is... <sighs> the war rooms are bullshit, and this sort of stuff has got me really worried that that's going to be the majority of the game going I forward. I think it probably if the mission is. Select, if the mission select is going to be that repetitive, then this might be one of those very few occasions where me, Mr. Oh, I'm going to try and platinum, why not? Let's go for it. Yeah. He's probably just going to play the campaign and be like, yep, all right. I'm done, yeah. And if it's fun to play multiplayer online, maybe I'll end up having fun with that and going, come on, let's. You know, I'm going to jump into a couple matches and see how we go. Like, If there's a progression system, like, you know, sure. Well, I ain't um, getting it, so I won't be playing it with you. <laughs> but if you, want a, if you really want a multiplayer superhero game that you can only play online without couch co-op, which is a massive missed opportunity for this one, if you can only play... If you want a multiplayer superheroes versus supervillains online multiplayer that is about people who went away for five years and are now coming back because it's the only way to save the world, it's called Overwatch. It already exists and it's a ton of fun. Go play it. Um, Overwatch is a better version of, of whatever this is trying to do. Yeah. I think I, think I said to you like... the other day that this is, this is a worse... It's a shit attempt at Destiny 2. Yeah. So basically it's Destiny. <laughs> I think that is going to be the chunk, the, the biggest part of the game is going to be the war rooms because that's the bit they can monetize. Yeah, which is gross. It is gross. Um, I spoke to a friend who got a, a beta code three weeks ago for press reasons. Like, he yeah. was given this code to, hey, like, could you play the beta early and, and talk about it? And he says he hasn't bothered. No. Because just reading into the game and everything, he's like, I no. Well, no. I'm not surprised. It doesn't. And he'll, sound pro- like he'll probably lose future thingies, like future sponsorship stuff being given out by like Sony or whatever because of this. But he can't be asked. He's like, I just, I'd rather work on other game coverage than than this one. So I'm holding. A- I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna go ahead. Like, if I can't go to the cinema, I'm gonna sit at home and play a game I don't have to play, but I'm That's forcing fair. myself masochistically to play. That's um, also fair. Yeah. When Fourth September rolls around, I'll be playing. I'll be playing. Some story on um, on my Twitch channel, on official CDJ. I'm going to play some of the online war rooms on Big Damn Stream. I'm going to spread it out over the two. So if anyone's curious and wants to see what the finished product looks like, I'm going to do some of it next month. But Woo. right now, it's like a solid 4 out of 10 with the possibility of dropping to a 2 out of 10 quite and it's, easily. And 4 out of 10 is not particularly solid. That's like a... It's just below average. It's just that, below average, and that's a shame because these are the Avengers. Their game, their s- first game that is like a dedicated Avengers game. The first one <sighs> since like a freaking Sega title in the late eighties or whatever, like an arcade cabinet. It should not be just okay. It should be. It should be spectacular. It should be really fun. Even if it's flawed, it should be like, oh, well, they got that wrong, but I had a lot of fun with it. And this is not that. 
It sounds like you might have a bit of fun with it. A little bit of fun. Kamala Khan fun. Okay. That sounds, that sounds all right. Kamala Khan fun. Um, speaking of fun. Available now in cans. <laughs> Kamala cans. Speaking of fun, we got a couple of emails to catch up on that we didn't get that we didn't get to. Um, Are they from Captain America? Hi boys, I am alive beyond the prologue. Stick around. No, they're from uh, our new Doctor Who correspondent, Sam. Not Sam. Sam, the Doctor Who person. Um, <laughs> these are great. Sam, oh. Sam, the Doctor Who man. Sam, I love these emails, and I'm sorry we didn't get to them sooner, but these are great. Um, <laughs> Hit me. Hit me with some some top draw. So we've got... Fresh out of the box, Sam. We've got two to catch up on. The first one is... Hello. Hello. My name is Elder Sam. And it says, and it says, Hello, Batman, a.k.a. Matt and Robin, a.k.a. Chris. I'm Batman. (laughs) Fair enough. So So you're a rich conservative who punches mentally disabled people. (laughs) If only. Um, (laughs) So I'm a bit miffed on season seven. And Liz is okay, but she's not bad. And Nicholas Courtney is great. And John, my God, John Pertwee is the greatest in all caps. Sorry about that. I just love John. Yeah. So this week it's yeah. Inferno. <laughs> My second season seven story. So let's get into it. Inferno is a top secret project that involves drilling down into the crust of the year to unleash a new energy source. However, the doctor, along with his assistant Liz Shaw, has considered that this drilling will have disastrous consequences for the whole world. His concerns are soon confirmed when the tide throws him into a dangerous parallel universe where Project Inferno is almost complete and the end of the Earth is near. <laughs> Episode one. Okay, a good start, but... <laughs> It, it gets so much better. Um, episode two. John's gone. No. <laughs> episode three. But you said he was dead. <laughs> episode three. Benton. Just Benton. And Greg is lovely. And drive, John. Drive. <laughs> episode what? four. Oh, okay. Episode five. We love you, Greg. Episode six, the best episode of this story. Lava is coming and guys are blowing up. <laughs> episode seven, stop this project. Stop this project now. Well, that was great. Next week, the Aztecs. Goodbye, my favorite podcast. <laughs> Fucking love them, Sam. Keep them coming. I've, oh, okay. I've, okay, I've, okay. I've, I fear for Sam, but I'm also aroused. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> Next one comes in and it's the Aztecs, as promised. Uh, hello, 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 hope you're having a great day, I am. So season one of Doctor Who, 23rd November to 1963 to 12th of September 1964. I love this season, as you can see. And he sent us a, a picture of his DVD shelf. And uh, all of season one is on there, I think. Um, that, is a, that is a big old building shelves. And he says, you can see my DVDs. Yesterday, my stepdad had a clean out and he gave me the Peladon Tales box set and he, all his Tom Baker DVDs, Robot in Art, Robot, Ark in Space, Genesis of the Daleks, and more. So, back to the Aztecs. Um, the story. <laughs> the TARDIS materializes in Mexico in the 15th century. Barbara is mistaken for reincarnation of an Aztec high priest, Yataxa, and she's going to hi- rewrite history. Can the Doctor stop one of his friends or will this be the end? The Doctor. The Doctor in this is absolutely amazing. Billy Hartnell is good. Yes. Billy is good. Yes, he is. Billy is great. Billy would like to be your mate. Ian. Ian. But only if you're white. Ian. (laughs) straight. God, he's good. (laughs) 
one of my favorite character in Hartnell's time in TARDIS so far. The Toxel. Ah, said it right. The Toxel is so evil, so great. That makeup, so good. I just love the Toxel. Ixter. Mugging the camera as well. Ixter is evil, but now he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are finished. Or ah, we are for this week. (laughs) Next week, the Damons. Goodbye, my friends. (laughs) Fucking love it. I love it so much. Can't wait to hear what you think of the demons. The Damons from Damos. I don't know. The Matt Damons. Eh? God, I'm very croaky. Um, So, yeah, if you do want to send us any emails, such as those wonderful Doctor Who missives from from Sam, uh, then you can do so on bigdamncontact at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at bigdamncast on the Twitters. You can watch us. Uh, over at twitch.tv forward slash big damn stream and of course chris also streams at twitch.tv forward slash official cdj and if you are in some sort of position where you want to bung us a little bit of money for what we do which to be fair isn't as much as we want to but we can only do more if you give us some more money then we can do that over at patreon.com forward slash big damn cast i mean on the basic level it just helps us pay for keeping the podcast on the internet yeah that helps that's something (laughs) If you um, can at least do that, that'd be that'd be sweet. One dollar, one dollar—that's less than a quid. I think I can change it to pounds now, actually. But we'll have a, I'll have a look at that. Um, <laughs> to avoid just just fees, just just pounding pound in it. Right. That made a comeback this week. I was very happy. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I'm now going to go off and pound it. So I'll see y'all next week. Oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs>